brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Guys, the podcast now uses something called Anchor.fm. It's a podcast hosting platform. It's free, homie. And let me tell you something. I'm a big advocate of creative expression. Something I'm even more an advocate of is connecting with an audience. And that's why I love podcasts. So it's a no-brainer for me to tell you to use Anchor.fm if you want to start a podcast. Also, consider me a resource. Of course, I will help you. Just ask. Anchor.fm has an ad platform, distributes pods everywhere. It's everything you need. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Am I the Asshole podcast. Sarah, how are you today? I am decent. Well, guys, uh, we got to throw some ups to our new Patreon member, Kaya. Thank you for joining us on the old Patreon. We'd love to see it. We also have uh, a submission that I wanted to cover today. Another person reached out because I guess I really got to some people with my comment that uh, lawyers and doctors should be plain boring people. I mean, we haven't had this much like comment mail about something since the time when I said like, remember it was an episode where I said that girls need to look a certain way and like them's the rules and everybody wanted to kill me. And that was fair. And I deserve to be killed. And I thank God every day that Sarah didn't kill me and she spared me. Yes. So this is what this person wrote because, it, and for the people who haven't heard the app, I basically say, I like a boring lawyer. I like a boring doctor. I want my professionals to be, well, the stereotype of professionality. This is what this person says. Quote, as a queer non-binary person who has had several experiences with quote unquote boring ass guy doctors, Danny can fuck all the way off with his assertion that quote unquote ordinary hair color somehow equals more trustworthy care. And while he never explicitly said this, but it sure sounded like you were describing an old white guy as the picture of decorum. When I am looking for doctors, I explicitly seek out those who break decorum, as you're describing, hair, tattoos, language, age, because then maybe I have a chance of receiving respectful care from someone who won't shame slash judge me just by looking at me. This kind of false respectability only serves to keep certain folks comfortable and safe. You know, you quote unquote ordinary folks. And to keep 
rich white guys in power. I enjoy the show a lot and love the differences in opinions y'all often have, but God damn it, Danny, this ain't it. Wow. Right. I, feel, I feel bombed, Sarah. I feel like, I feel really attacked here. Yeah, you just got owned. I love the comment. I love the comment. I know that they kind of alluded to the fact that I didn't exactly explicitly say, but I don't really appreciate having these words stuffed in my mouth. I certainly uh, do not think that they have to be old or white or a guy. That's ridiculous. I, I've had The many- opposite of that is what, like, I, I do not look for old men in my doctors typically, but also I'm a woman. <laughs> Right, right. Well, women want women doctors. Is that true? Yeah, I also tend to look for younger doctors as well, just because I feel like it's easier to like level with people and talk to Mm -hmm. them. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like they're gonna explain things to me in like a condescending way. I'll admit that I don't want uh, one time I went to a dermatologist and she was a bombshell. (laughs) And a lot of dermatologists are like so attractive. I walk into this place that I go to and I'm like, what the hell? And, and, And Sarah, call me immature. I don't think I'm being sexist here but i did not like it i mean i liked it right because i love a beautiful woman but it to me it inhibited me because i was like i don't want to tell her about my nasty dandruff oh my god you know get I mean? over yourself <laughs> it added in a layer uh, of inhibition and so and well no but i think this is related to what you said you want to you want a woman doctor you want someone at relatively of your own age so you're comfortable you know and with a beautiful woman my like instincts kick yeah in. are you worried that she's gonna find you less attractive when she knows about your dandruff and why is that factoring in i know it's delusional sarah okay. i know she's not gonna start dating her client i, 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 I recognize that on allowed. a rational <laughs> Uh, of course, it's, I hope it's not allowed, but on, but on a rational level, of course, I, I know it's ridiculous, but I'm not, but for sure, I'm not a robot. And the reality is that when I'm, when I'm with a beautiful woman, it's a little, you know, my heart flutters a little bit and my brain goes, don't tell her about the dandruff, tell her about your mole. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I have no moves, honestly, yeah, but the mole is definitely better than the dandruff somehow. That's interesting. <laughs> So, uh, but anyway, I, I mean, look, I think there's something here. I, I think that there's there's nothing wrong with seeking out doctors. And, and I wasn't trying, as I said before, to tell anyone that they need to have my standards. And, and I actually think there's a great insight here that this commenter brings. And I love this concept of false respectability. And, and I think this is, this is spot on. I don't necessarily agree that this is, quote unquote, keeping rich white guys in power. I don't. No, I don't know if I can back that up so much, but I definitely think this concept of false respectability comes from a place where people aren't using critical thinking and they're deferring to authority in a ridiculous way. And actually, I'll, I'll meet commenter in the middle and say that a lot of authority does belong to rich white guys or not even rich white guys, but white guys. Dominate yeah, I think what schools, she's just cetera, referring cetera. to is like who came up with this concept of respectability that now we all subconsciously or consciously upholds. And the answer is probably white men. Yeah, I mean, statistically, that's how it's going to play out. Um, I love this phrase that, you know, the these sort of dry clinical clinics are false respectability. You should have a, a practice that is comfortable. And, and that may mean any variety of things. It might mean ridiculously plush couches and, <laughs> you know, an atmosphere of sorts. I mean, I would love to go to the doctor's office and you're like, check out this place. You know, so if there's a vibe in here. That would be cool. Um, yeah, I liked the the points that this commenter brought up because I think when when something works for us, we don't really often take the time to consider how it might not work for other people. Aha, so this was actually very eye opening, I think, in a time also when we're kind of thinking about. I know I don't want to go like so so macro and like so deep, but even like various types of discrimination and the ways people are 
mistreated uh, within healthcare. I think it's just, I don't know, a good way to think about, okay, this works for you, but other people, it doesn't work for them or it might actually hurt them. Absolutely. I, I was recently talking to my friend who's training to be a drug counselor and, and uh, she was explaining that there's, you know, there's a different treatment plan for everyone mm. because you do have to, you know, for, for me, a, a, a straight white man, it's, it's, you know, fairly straightforward, but for other people, they're not going to be comfortable. And so uh, big ups to commenter for, for bringing these issues to us and, and allowing us to see that, uh, you know, there is false respectability. And, and I think, I think you said it perfectly there, Sarah. And, and I wanted to compliment commenter. I, I found this uh, comment really well written. So I hope I hope they're writing things. I liked when they said, the- God damn it, but this ain't it. That was so funny. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, my favorite part is when they said, Danny can fuck all the way off. Nah. I thought that's where you were going. <laughs> um, but thanks so much, commenter. We love to read it. And folks, I think you know what I'm about to say. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We got one heck of an app for you today. Our second story, AITA, for asking my date for their ID to confirm their age. But first, AITA for telling my sister... Her BF is only with her because of his fetish. Oh boy. Juicy. By you, fit and into it, yum. <laughs> okay, <laughs> calm down. Wow. I didn't know you could have a username that was a poem. <laughs> fit and into it, yum. My sister, 25F, and I, 22F, grew up in the Deep South. My dad is almost 400 pounds, and my mom is close. I grew up as a fat kid, however, when I started college and moved to a very fitness-friendly state, Colorado. I lost a lot of weight. I started to care more about my looks. I became a personal trainer last year. Wow, what a transition. And got a rhinoplasty recently to fix my crooked, humped nose. My sister decided to move up with me. My sister was not very approving of my weight loss, nor was she happy I did a lot to change my appearance. Well, we got along wonderfully. Most of the time, we still have fights about her thinking I'm vain. My sister's weight is around 300 pounds. I've offered her help. However, she just tells me life isn't about looks. Frankly, I don't care what she looks like. I just want her to be healthy and confident. My sister sometimes acts out at me a lot, especially when it comes to guys. When we've gone to bars, people can be cruel saying, quote, what, your sisters couldn't tell? 
or outwardly paying more attention to me. I defend her when I see it, but it still hurts her confidence. She's cried to me multiple times about dating, asking why can't anyone accept her for who she is. In January, my boyfriend of two years cheated on me. My sister told me that maybe he left me because I was too vain and high maintenance. I ignored her. Around the time of the breakup, she started dating a guy and I was happy for her. However, since then, my sister has gained a massive amount of weight and has become more hostile toward me. Her boyfriend buys her large quantities of unhealthy food and insists she needs to eat more. Whoa. He is weirdly touchy with her and often dismisses things she says. They don't talk and just watch TV. She hasn't met his friends or family yet. She complains how he never posts about her on social media. About a month ago, I had a friend over. This friend is interested in fetishes, and they recognize my sister's BF from a feeder site. And I didn't want to bring it up with my sis because that didn't seem like it was my place, but it worried me greatly. I recently downloaded multiple dating apps, and my sister, like any sister, wants to see who I matched with. I showed her, and she immediately said the only reason I got these matches is because I'm shallow. She then told me I might be more successful if I stopped worrying so much about my looks and said that her boyfriend loves her for her personality, not her looks. And girls who look really good get men who want them just for their looks. This angered me to the point where I told my sis that her boyfriend is a feeder and he doesn't love her. If he did, he would put her health over his fetish and actually want to introduce her to the people in his life. My sister has refused to talk to me for a week so far and calls me a horrible person, along with my parents joining in. Oh, God. This is a lot to unpack. Uh, I want to analyze this like it's 100% real, but I, I find it to be a, a bit of a leap that you would recognize him from a feeder site. Like, I um, I don't know how those work, and like I'm not in the culture, so hard for me to say. I guess what I was imagining was like there's a a Tinder for feeders, and and the friend happened to find the boyfriend on it, but like maybe I don't know. There's some kind of community like online, which I'm sure exists, and the boyfriend is like a prominent poster or they match. Well, generally, if you're posting to these porn sites, unless you're literally a porn star, you wouldn't really post no, like, your face. I was thinking like a dating site. Oh, well, yeah, they said this friend is interested in fetishes. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe because I know FetLife is like a thing. And so maybe oh. that site, because it's not really for porn, it's for like people who are in the community. So maybe I'm wrong. It just struck me as a Yeah, I, I, I thought it more as like an, a specified, yeah, like a FetLife, like, okay, Cupid, but for people with a certain interest. I also like that this. they say, this friend is interested in fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> like, aren't we all to an extent? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't have a fetish, man. I just like all the fetishes. Right, I'm like, like a, a fetish anthropologist. <laughs> yeah, that's almost creepier. It's like, jack off to it, you weirdo. That's that's sick. Yeah, you yeah. Get your wiener out. That's funny. Anyway, this is uh, this is pretty interesting. I mean, yeah. I want to be careful because I've gotten in trouble for things I've said in these matters. But like, okay. first of all, I think we can agree right off the bat that like this sister's weight is not – merely unattractive like this is profoundly unhealthy oh boy uh <laughs> 300 pounds sarah she's morbidly obese like that's unless she's six foot seven that's like she's very unhealthy i'm gonna go ahead and say that it may be limiting her potential pool you're such a lib right now i just i just don't want to get emails from people who are like you can't tell someone's health based on their weight and like of course people don't think that these people are related when they go out because they're different sizes and one has a completely different face because she got a nose job. <laughs> well, and also being uh, 300 pounds will alter your look so that you don't look like someone who's 
probably half your weight. Yeah, I was kind of like, maybe it's not just about the weight. Like there, there are other factors. I call myself vain all the time because I am like to an extent. And so is this person. And I think that's okay. Mm. You just, you can admit that you care about the way you look. I don't think that's inherently bad. You should care how you look. You know, it's interesting that this fits into the comment about decorum. The the reality is that uh, you don't have to be conventional. And if you want to be um, overweight and maybe fine, if people are going to come for me and say it's not technically morbidly obese or what do I know? I'm not a doctor. Fair. But I, I think it is fair to say that how you look will attract a certain kind of person into your life. Yeah, and I think are, it's more I, of like the way you present yourself because like mm-hmm. there are so many, I mean, you know, there are plus size supermodels, like all these plus size influencers and the goth kids in high school all hang out together. Because they agree that we're going to look goth and be goth. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the, the, the reality is that if you dress that way, then you're going to attract other goth people in your life. And, and that's awesome. But you're probably going to turn off the more conventional people. And if you want to do that, you should totally do that. But it's just recognizing that that's kind of how it works. How you present yourself will manifest things into your life. You could say that like attracts like. I mean, there are people who say opposites attract. But mm-hmm. I do think to an extent people who have similar like lifestyles and right i mean the way that the the sister the, the dynamic between these sisters it's just is so really toxic tough. i'm like why don't you so toxic. it's like sad to me because i'm like why aren't you just like encouraging her to try to like build confidence first instead of like i think their dynamic is very poisonous i think the sister uh definitely the, the sister and we've talked about this before that this is a, an older sister Mm -hmm. so i think she's struggling with that oh the older sister is the one who's getting rejected yeah that's got to be super hard it's very tough and she's looking at her younger sister who has become conventionally attractive i think that's fair to say and she fixed her nose and and (laughs) she's right it is it is vain to get plastic surgery and it is i i think it can become vain if you are overly fixated on fitness it could also just be your hobby that you're really into i mean it's always possible to be too into things but I think that all these attacks are stemming from Big Sis's insecurity, not from a legit criticism. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, who could criticism criticize someone legitimately for getting rhinoplasty? It's like, that's a one-off surgery. If it makes you look better, it's like, okay, makes, why yeah, would you bring like that up Yeah, it's like if it makes you happy, day? do it. Yeah. And I have a friend who got, uh, you know, breast uh, enhancements. And she says straight up, she's like, I did it for my career and it worked. Mm. And I'm like, great. Like, that's brilliant. You play, you play the old patriarchy. I think it sucks that that does work so well because it shows that, you know, men are what in power. What does she do? Media. Interesting. You know, that kind of thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, well, she's a charmer. She's a charmer as well, but it's, it's, it's part of the package. Right, and, right. But I think the real question here, I, I think uh, we agree the dynamic here is toxic. I don't necessarily know how to get out of this. There's a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of attacks, you know, and it's a lot about is the self-awareness that the older sister does not have, but I am ready to come for the younger sister. Yeah. Because... She knew about the fetish, yep. she suspected the fetish, and she weaponized Well, she weaponized her knowledge. 100%. I mean, the fact that she didn't tell her at the time that she found out because she didn't think it was her place, now you're getting in a fight and all of a sudden it's your place? Like, no, fuck off with that logic. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about placement, people. You can't drop something like that in a fight. But also, it's, like, she should have told her right away. Attack. That's like wrong i think 
Well, I think it's it's a tough thing to suss out, especially, you know, well, I mean, we're even debating, like, is it real? Is it plausible? How sure are you, fetish guy? I mean, I can I, I feel her for hesitating, certainly. I mean, it's an outrageous claim. Um, yeah, I guess to me, it didn't, a, like, I'm going to just enter into this world where, like, I trust everything that's happening and not try to pick it apart. Um, so, like, in this world where I'm trusting this, this, this friend told her this info on, on good reliability, but... It's, to me, it's not that she was like, I was, I was pondering it. I was investigating. I was waiting for the right time to bring it up. She was just like, no, I actually just decided, what did she say? Oh, I didn't want to bring it up. It didn't seem like it was my place. So it's kind of like she had kind of decided not to say anything. I mean, but Sarah, I feel like that's pretty, okay, listen, let's say this guy does have a fetish. Yeah. What is a fetish really? It's a disproportionate attraction, usually to an unconventional thing like a foot or someone eating or whatever it may be. Yeah, the, the feeding um, one is like, I don't know, it's it's difficult. But but that's, maybe but, I just watched too much here. of like my six hundred pound life. But it can get to a point. Well, of course. I mean, I, I think it's a it's a dangerous fetish. But the thing is, look, are we not all to some extent? Do we not all have a quote unquote fetish, which is some sort of sexual thing that we really get off to and, and, and especially early game in a relationship, like first year, second year, maybe third year, you're going to be real. Oh, my girlfriend has big boobs or whatever stupid thing that matters to you for that, you know, honeymoon kind of period. Um, I, I see, I, I, I see an ambiguity here uh, because it's like, sure, he has a fetish, but does that mean strictly speaking that he is with her for the fetish? And I actually think it's kind of a responsible choice for her to say, look, I, it's not my, it's not my thing. Yeah, but like coming from her other descriptions where it's like, she hasn't met his friends. They don't talk. They just sit around and watch TV. Um, she complains he doesn't post about her. That to me seems more like he's just fetishizing her and not like he found someone he happens to be attracted to because he's into this mm, thing. No, you're right. When you zoom out and look at the holistic picture, the sister should have seen the forest for the trees. Mm. Cause you're right. When you look at all that, it's like, yeah, this guy is a pervert and he doesn't care about her. That's really the problem. That said, I don't falter for that. I seriously, seriously falter for, the way that she dropped this information was extremely destructive, unhealthy, and it demonstrates poor impulse control. You can't drop bombs in a fight. Yeah, that's like so fucking mean. And like all it would do would make the sister extremely defensive and dig her heels in because it doesn't really come from like a place of caring when you do it like that. Exactly. And and it really, I think placement is huge when you're breaking information to people. It kind of goes without saying, if you're in a fight with someone, tread carefully, folks. Take a step back. Go to a different room. Do what you can to separate mm-hmm. because... This is this is madness. Darian S. writes, YTA, only because you didn't tell her when you found out, you kept it as ammunition for when you guys were fighting. That's an asshole move, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, this goes into a subset of things, which is just like, don't weaponize secrets. Don't yeah, weaponize we've talked about that before. personal things. Yeah, and it, it falls into, under that kind of uh, tree. And T. writes, I'm going to say everyone sucks here. OP should have told her sister about the BF's fetish gently and when she found out not in a moment of anger. And obviously her sister sucks for those comments calling OP vain. Yeah. I mean, I think the sister, the it's sister more the fact of, that she calls her like unworthy of love because she's good looking. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, 
it's calling her vain once is one thing, but clearly it goes beyond a roast or a subtle joke. It's clear. It's, it's really diving into judgment mm-hmm. and negativity. The amount of times she brings this up. So and saying like guys will only date you for your looks because you're good looking. Chill out with that. Like, don't. Julie F says, ESH, she sucks because she said looks don't matter, but is consistently telling you that you're wrong for looking how you look. Ooh, Ooh. That's a good point. You suck for not telling her when you found out. You have to be honest with your family if you find out something bad about her partner to get proof and show it to her. See, I don't, I, I just don't see eye to eye with this quite. I understand how it's easy to be kind of, you know, sitting in the bleachers and being like, she should have told her. But Honestly, I think that their relationship is a little messed up and she felt like this was going to this was going to devastate sister no matter what. So I, I don't agree with everyone calling her an asshole for not telling her immediately. I kind of understand her reticence and hesitation. I mean, this is this boyfriend is like the only thing this sister has going for her, even if she is unhappy with him. I mean, yeah, I think I did cut a sentence where she was like when she started dating the guy, she noticed she kind of initially felt he was kind of creepy and then she started oh, noticing God. these things, and, and then she found out about the feeder site. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, regardless of the fetish, like, she was already seeing signs. And, like, if you care about someone, you should try to gently point out that the person they're dating is shitty. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think you should, but I think that given how hostile her sister was, how insecure her sister is, I'm just saying I don't consider it inherently asshole-ish that – she held off, but you're um, right. I kind of do. It's like you get, you know, uh, this is my, my thing with everything is like you say it one time and if they listen to you, that that never happens. <laughs> but, so they don't listen to you, but like you can say that you really tried. You think she's an asshole for not immediately telling her sister um, that her boyfriend was I, Yeah, I think she should have like come up with some kind of plan of action to be like, hey, haven't you noticed um, that your boyfriend basically hides you from the world and haven't you noticed like xyz okay cool well also i found out this info that i just think you should know so what malice like why do you think then that the sister didn't that she actually wants what's worse she wants to see how how bad this gets or I she mean, just didn't care enough i guess I, I got the like she didn't really care enough to get involved situation because like it's not yeah. it wouldn't be a fun conversation it would probably end similarly to this like it would, it, yeah. but it's like, sometimes you just have to have that emotional outburst and like, take it from the person if you're like, ultimately looking out for them. Okay, I, I think I can meet you on that after that explanation. So the, yeah. the concept is basically, if you care about someone, you truly care. And you need to pass on information to them. And the risk is that they're gonna, they're gonna hate you for passing this information on. It is actually kind of it's wrong to not pass it on because you need to gather yourself and gather the bravery and just freaking tell them because they need to know. Yeah. To me, this, to me, this is like a thing where he should probably, she should have known. And like, and, and I I think best case scenario is like, she's like, yeah, I already knew we're into this. We've talked about it. And then you're like, Oh, awesome. (laughs) Top Reddit comment. Potsy Harris writes NTA, your intentions were good. And this guy is sending off red flags for you. However, you got to respect that your sister is an adult and is going to make her own choices. 
All you can do is show her the proof from the feeder site and let her know you care about her. You think she deserves better and you'll always be there for her. You could approach this much more lovingly. Telling her her BF is only with her because of her fetish is not nice. Your sister must have good qualities. True. Telling someone to break up with their SO, especially if that someone hasn't had an SO before and is insecure about getting another one, pretty much never works, no matter who is right. She's going to have to sort this out for herself. Say your piece, make peace, and try to keep a good relationship with her so you can be there for her when this finally falls apart. How is this the top Reddit comment? <laughs> what? Reddit, Reddit was clearly drunk. This is yeah, huh? completely ridiculous. Reddit does I tend mean, to be like pretty um, fat phobic. Definitely. I mean, I, I think I, I, I think I'm on board now for what you're saying. I don't think that given that sister truly knew that this was really from any perspective, the amount of evidence against this guy, she, she should have just said like, I'm really worried about you because it seems like this guy's a feeder and all the reasons that you've told me, like he doesn't post pictures of you and you feel like he doesn't invite you to your, to friends and family. And that's it. I'm worried. That's it. You don't tell her what to do. You just tell her you're worried. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You never tell someone what to do. You just tell them you're concerned. I think the other sister does suck. I think she's negative and mean and insecure. I think it, I think it all comes from the insecurity, but that's not an excuse. You don't get to just be like, well, I hate myself, so I get to be a terrible person. So on the matter of AITA for telling my sister her BF is only with her because of his fetish, I say ESH. Yeah, I mean, OP was definitely the asshole, but I don't think the sister is like absolved here. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I, I like that you noted that because I, I kind of am more mad at the younger the younger sister, the rhinoplasty sister, <laughs> but ESH nonetheless. A-I-T-A for asking my date for their ID to confirm their age oh, by you. Welcome underscore two underscore Favortown. People, uh, that is Favortown, not Flavortown. Okay, I know a lot of you guys Google the username, so get it straight. <laughs> I-22F went on a coffee date with this guy from Tinder after talking for about a week. On the app, it said that he was 21. When I got to the coffee place, he looked kind of like his pictures, but a little younger, making me question his age. So I decided to ask him if he wanted to get a drink later. He started acting kind of weird and looked nervous before suggesting dinner instead. This was odd to me because he had previously said that he enjoyed drinking Mm. during Mm -hmm. the date. He also said he works somewhere else and he told me via text making the whole interaction seem off. At the end of the date, I asked him to drive me home. When we were in front of my apartment, I brought up the inconsistencies between what he texted me versus what he said and asked to see his ID. He started crying. Oh my God. Oh my God. Am I him? And apologizing <laughs> and showed me his ID. He was 18. Oh. I felt really bad for making him cry, especially because I didn't plan on going on a second date. I told my friend about it and she said I should have let it go and there was no need to embarrass the guy. So A-I-T-A. Okay, that's hilarious. I think he, <laughs> I don't think she needed to even go that far. She could have just been like, "Dude, how old are you really?" <laughs> I mean, I don't have any problem with what she did. No. He was lying, and and I think the reason he cried is because it's embarrassing. But like, you played yourself. This was a this was a crazy move, and you failed to execute. Like, <laughs> and what you did is wrong. It's wrong to lie to people. It's wrong to deceive people. You were trying to get a cool story, my little bro, by hooking up with this older girl, but you failed. You know, like I hate to do this, so you know, but I. I can't help but think that this is, in fact, a case of play stupid games and win stupid no, prizes. No, it, it totally is. This, this kid, oh, like, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. No, though. I know. But I really can't be mad at the OP. It's like, uh, this no. is like hilarious. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's hilarious because here's the thing. It doesn't matter to her. I mean, not really. She wasted, He wasted her time. And, and you know, it's not going to matter to him. It's just because he's young. Hopefully it will matter to him. Deal. Hopefully he'll be like, I'm not going to lie to people on dating apps because that's like mad sketchy. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It sucks and it's... Yeah, and it's like yeah, when yeah. it's really hard to be someone like the age gap is not so big, but like it's very hard to date someone who drinks when you are under 21 and like it's going to become apparent very quick. So he of should course. not be lying about this. This is just madness. I mean, I kind of respect him for having the guts to do this, but it, it does pretend no. poorly because this is no way to treat a woman. And this is this is no way to treat a dating partner by starting off with a bunch of lies. Yeah, I mean, I it's, it's not going to end well. Time. Like, they're going to find out. This girl figured it out on date one. They're going to find out. Right. And it's like, it's going to blow up in your face. It's not a good idea. Crispy says, NTA, he could have gotten you in trouble for supplying. That's he's true. clearly got a lot of growing up to do. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. So she could actually, if she's furnished, you know, I'll call the minors. It could be Right, criminal. if they had gone to a date at a restaurant or something and not this coffee shop, it could have taken a turn. Could have. Nate S., a little bit ESH if you weren't planning on a second date anyway. What did it matter at that point? He shouldn't lie on his Tinder profile, but it's online dating. Doesn't everyone lie in some way on those apps? Okay, in some way. This is like a pretty big way. This is not just like, I'm going to choose my pictures where I got my hair and makeup professionally done. Absolutely. And I hate uh, overly pessimistic shit like that. It's like, don't rationalize Mm. plainly bad behavior by resorting to this Essentially, this is so broad, it could mean anything lie in some ways. Well, is a photograph a lie because it false, it's a false sampling of your life because you just post a picture of when you went skydiving, which you did once right. in 2016? <laughs> it's like, give me a damn break. This is blatantly lying. Lying is wrong. Don't, don't make excuses for people. It's just painting it with too broad of a brush. Exactly, exactly. And I love you, Nate S., but you pissed me off there. Automass, <laughs> NTA, why is it okay to protect liars and make them feel good for being fucking scumbags? Well, and, and she didn't do anything. She asked a question. It's not unreasonable to to say, like, let me see your ID. Yeah. What? That's not some kind of... You know what would have been, insult? like, really mean if she made them go to a bar on purpose just so she could embarrass him? Exactly. Like, the stakes are so that. low I here. The stakes going to be lower, and the reason he cried is because he got caught, not because not because she asked. Yeah, I guess the she could have let him save face and just confronted him over text or something. But I actually think that teaches nah. less of a lesson. Yeah, he he got called clean. It was a clean call. Yeah, I, I'm here for it. Kinsey S NTA, and I'm glad he cried. Okay, well that's maybe a little <laughs> far. He did a bad thing, lying and trying to trick someone, and was upset he was caught. That's true. That's why he cried. Yep. I, too, cry when I get caught. (laughs) If you didn't plan on taking it further, then you could have spared him. I mean, he shouldn't have lied either. I guess ESH. Okay, here's the thing, like, here's the thing with dating is, like, people will only get away with what others have allowed them to get away with, which is why I personally call out people who ghost because hopefully my thinking is, like, it will make them think twice before they do it again. Ergo... When you just let people get away with bad behavior, it enforces that they can just do it again. And she probably, hopefully, saved someone else from this bullshit. 
I love it, Sarah. I love that you do that. I think that is highly commendable. It's no surprise as you are an upstanding Aww, ethical citizen. Look, and I actually see this relates back to the sisters, right? Because the pains of confrontation are very real. Yeah, I, I know it more than anyone people. else. Like I'm so, I hate confrontation so much, but sometimes you got to do it. When you confront people, you have the opportunity to make an impact on them. And I think people get very pessimistic, like Nate S with this bullshit about lying in some way. And people also go, well, what if they don't change? What if they don't change? Well, listen, you know, I drank for many years and it caused me all kinds of problems um, and almost all of my major regrets, all the major problems I had and fights I had with friends and feelings I hurt. It all came back to drinking. And, um, and in that, in the story of me drinking, there were many people who were like, hey, I I think you drink too much. And no, not a single one of them convinced me to drink, but collect or convinced me not to drink. But collectively, I eventually stopped drinking because I was like, this is literally the only thing in my life that is causing me like huge problems. So like it does matter. It it always matters. And and you're a hero, Sarah. I'm ready to even just fuck this situation. You're a hero for telling these ghosters to stop ghosting. Thank you. Because what I do is like, what it really is, is just like, they think they're being, it's like, you think you're being slick. You think maybe the other person doesn't notice. And it's like, no, the person obviously notices. So like, stop it. Send a text. It's 2020. You don't have to go meet them for coffee. Like you can just shoot up a text. And even with this though, like even in this situation, it it doesn't matter if she's going to know whether she had a positive long-term effect or any effect at all. That's the thing. Like sometimes you just have to do it even if you don't know what the outcome is going to be, because she will never know. She's not going to see this kid again. Right. You do it because it's the right thing to do. That's it. I feel like there's a, there's a great amount of uh, cynicism and, and, and nihilism that, that I'm hearing in these comments. It's like, this guy did something wrong. He should have been called out. Yeah. That's, it's good that she did this. How, she's not an you're not an asshole because you make someone feel a negative feeling for doing something bad. That's the right thing to do. Right. And like in this culture, especially, I think we have such a we all try to avoid discomfort at all costs. And like I do this as well, like all the time. But like sometimes I'm trying to learn this, like you, you have to feel discomfort you have to feel bad at sometimes. Like these are consequences and you learn from it. Hum hallelujah, hallelujah <laughs> double H on the hallelujah, wow. top Reddit comment. NTA, that's manipulative and gross. And if he's not called out, he's more likely to keep doing it to other women. Report his Tinder account. There Ooh. you go. Reddit's back on track here. Report the account. That's a, that's a move you could do too. Why not? It's a bit, probably against the terms to lie about your age um, of all things. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Should be. So I think we agree here. AITA for asking my date for their ID to confirm their age. NTA, and he is. Yeah, for sure. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show, listener submissions. AITA for how I've been dealing with my boyfriend, a potential hoarder. Wow, we got a lot of uh, psychology kind of curious cases in this app. Loving it. My BF is a hoarder. When I initially moved in, he was doing repairs slash remodels after a flood, so I thought it was only temporarily going to be so bad. I don't believe it's okay to toss out something sentimental or valuable that I don't understand, like a ripped-up concert shirt might have emotional meaning or old magazines that maybe an old friend or colleague at least could have had an article in. And I get that, so I don't throw anything that could be sentimental. 
but I've sneakily thrown out some garbage items like piles of unwearable boxers where the elastic is shot, broken buttons, nothing vintage or unique, cracked broken pencils, moldy or burst sauce packets, a few clothing items that were completely beyond repair and several sizes off, empty notebooks that were damaged beyond being usable, empty toothpaste tubes, etc. I've been caught in the act of throwing out these things a few times and yelled at for throwing out dried up broken rubber bands, broken large pieces of filthy cardboard and so forth. He's retaliated by quote unquote accidentally breaking or throwing away valuables of mine and usually refusing to replace them because they're garbage. When I prove they were actual valuables, he claims they're overpriced if new and the antique market prices could be a lie if it's vintage or or antique. He'll also throw out my food and claim he thought it was bad, even when brand new and sealed and he saw I just brought it home. So he acts like a garbage person sometimes, but I'm stuck. (laughs) Does she mean a garbage person is in? Okay, I'm not gonna. I don't know, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. I'm stuck at least for a few more months. And this place is like an episode of Hoarders, AITA for throwing out the stuff I did. Some of that was to protect a beloved pet from accidentally ingesting it. There was a vet visit when that literally did happen. And at least my BF took responsibility at the time. Some of the throwing out, wow, we're really going on. Sorry, my bad. Some of the throwing out garbage because it bothers me and my allergies with asthma or I can't walk to any door without having to maneuver around his garbage. Hey, before anyone suggests it, he thinks couple counseling is stupid. He has some boxes and bins that could be combined and reorganized to better hold his trash, leaving more room in the house. But he thinks that's stupid as well and everything he did was perfect. There are disgusting mildewed cardboard boxes that could be replaced with fresh new boxes or plastic ones. But he thinks this is a waste even when I paid for the boxes or gotten leftover ones from for free. We've gotten in fights when I've replaced the worst offenders on my own. AITA, I don't feel like I am because he doesn't care about my health. Girl, or OP. I assume it's a woman. I don't know why. Why? Like, just why are you in this relationship? Yeah. This is so, yeah. it's like, it's so beyond the hoarding. I mean, the hoarding is a big piece of the puzzle, but honestly, you lost me when he started throwing out her shit willy-nilly. I was like, well, get think, out of here. Yeah, I mean, the, the insight with that is for him... He's not doing anything bad. He's just doing back to her what she did to him. Because when you are a hoarder, that's you feel that these things are important and that's why you can't let go of them. I, I think her her problem here is she has failed to really internalize that this is this is not a person who's keeping too much shit. That's me. I'm a person who has too much shit. This guy has pathology and he has to have this worked out a different way. Because this man cannot be reasoned with. And and that is the issue. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like a mental health professional, but when you get into like serious hoarding and not just like my mom's version of hoarding, which is like she's just sentimental and can't throw things away. Like then you then it's not about the stuff. It's like this is like a mental health issue. This person needs to get help. And like Mm -hmm. and you can't you can't deal with it on your own and you can't deal with it by throwing stuff away. Exactly. The, you know, it's uh, to put it in very coarse terms, but I I think this is, this basically sums it up. This is like telling an anorexic person you need to just eat. And it's like, that won't work. Yeah. It's like too reductive and not helpful. Exactly. Or it's like telling, like, you can't just tell a depressed person, like, just, just be happy. (laughs) Like Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Kimberly M writes, oof, it sounds like you just need to get out of there. If he won't address his mental issues, is that really someone you want to be with? I don't think anyone is the asshole here because everyone is clearly handling things the best they can, but this is a health hazard for all. Something needs to be done. I can come for them both, honestly. 
she's clearly like spinning the same wheel of like, I'm just going to secretly throw out his stuff and that's going to solve the problem. They, they both are in the same kind of state of denial. Mm. She calls him a hoarder. Okay. But she hasn't actually really reckoned with what that means. It, it's, it's beyond a person who keeps too much. And so because of that, she is not really empathizing with his problem. And um, because like he is a horror. He's refusing, it seems, to realize that he even has a problem. Well, exactly. Because, well, that's part of it, right? An anorexic person uh, is, it, it goes beyond reason. Some things cannot be reasoned with. They have to be, you know, therapeutically addressed. You can't just argue with an anorexic person and be like, well, you're objectively skinny. You're objectively sick. You're not eating. That's not, and they'll yeah, say, I mean, I'm not really saying that I was saying like, he thinks couples counseling is stupid. He's clearly not in a, in a position to like be trying to make any moves to get help right now. Exactly. Well, what I'm just trying to say is they're both victims to the exact same thing. And and I'm I don't really know anywhere to go with this besides analogies, but like an alcoholic doesn't want to get help because they they don't necessarily view it as a problem. They think it's fine. I mean that is that is the first sign, right? Denial. You can't, you can't force anyone to change or get help if they don't see it's a problem, which is like clearly what's going exactly. on here. But then in the so process, I'm, it's like this super toxic relationship, and I'm just like. Who even cares who's the asshole anymore? Just get out of there. Exactly. That's what I was going to say is that, and I feel like we've had a few of these before where they're like, they're both an NAH and an ESH because it's kind of like, Mm -hmm, they're both wrong, but they're also both right. And the fact is that this this isn't really about being an asshole because it, it comes back to mental illness. Nicole yeah, P. it's also like even it doesn't matter if you're the asshole for throwing his stuff out or not because like truthfully this is like because you shouldn't be asking that to try to find justifications to like stay in the relationship I feel and I think it's like you know just get out. Yeah, a hundred percent. Nicole P says, "Not the asshole. I grew up with a hoarder." Wow, that's it. We got to have her on the pod. Get out now. They'll get violent if you throw their things out. They then blame or find a way. If they can't find something, then they buy another. He needs help before he can work on a relationship. Yeah, I think that's super valid. Like he does not seem equipped to be in a, a relationship. Haley K says, "YTA, if you keep trying to change him and don't get the hell out of Dodge, run far and fast." Mm. Nikki C says, I am a hoarder. I save useless junk and my hubby hates it, but he would never throw anything out without confirming it's rubbish with me first. I mean, he should take on your suggestions and understand that his junk makes you uncomfortable. But by the same token, you shouldn't throw his stuff away. It's his stuff. I guess ESH, you kind of would be the asshole if you reported him. Oh yeah, there was a line here about how she was thinking of reporting him to the fire marshal, basically. That was a a very throwaway line at the end. Um, I do think that this, this woman who calls herself a hoarder i i don't think she's quite on the same level like this to me is a health hazard versus like saving I'm like does she literally mean useless junk or does she mean like a toy i got from mcdonald's like in 2004 or does she mean like right. literally this guy is like old food containers and shit like that right yeah i mean you always got to look at the holistic picture i mean we've all been to a house that is you know filled with essentially junk and clutter but that's not really a hoarder i think a hoarder is when we start to cross into health hazard physical hazard actually dangerous right you know it's hard to get through the house and use the house as a house that's when you start to run into like this is objectively impeding you as a person uh not just your house is messy yeah, I, I, I don't think there's really any any merit to going back and forth on, on who's the asshole here. I think yeah. that the solution... I mean, with the fire marshal thing, um, 
I, I think it's a mixed bag because on the one hand, I see a viciousness in it. Yeah. So there's that. But on the other hand, sometimes things like that can help wake a person up when four people show up and they're they're there and they tell you like this this is actually dangerous. Like we're the fire guys and we're telling you you can't have a house like this or you could die in a fire. So I think bringing in authority carefully can be a really good thing in these situations. But I I, I don't even want to offer yeah, advice. I, I don't think- know like nearly enough about calling the fire marshal. So I don't even know what that plan of action would look like. And if that's even feasible or like a good way yeah, to right. about it, like, are they just making house calls? Like, I, I truly have no idea. So I don't I don't want to advocate for that at all. Also, because I agree with what you said. It seems like she's just kind of trying to throw that out as like a Hail Mary. And it's just like, don't do that. No, don't do that. Um, I feel like we need to have a verdict that's like above our pay grade or like we're past this, <laughs> you know? I don't, I don't know what the verdict is, but I, I actually think you hit the nail on the head with this. This is, maybe we can do above pay grade, a good old APG. Meaning, like, I don't have the expertise here, but the, the key is, and this is what I see in the fire marshal thing, I don't think those are the right experts or authorities, but I think that the, you do need an expert. You need someone to help you through this. Uh, we're not the people for that. But yeah, this is a good old APG. I like it, Sarah. It's good pay grade. No one's an asshole. NAH APG. That's, that's where I'm landing. Yeah, all right. All right, guys. Well, that's been the ep. Um, wow, that was a wild one. We had a lot of a lot of discussions. <laughs> you almost said fun, and then you're like, well, that eh. was fun. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. We really appreciate that. It means a lot. It helps us get listeners and people get attention and all these things. Also, we have a Patreon, which is steadily growing. We love to see it grow. Um, we're putting our listener submissions on there. We have bonus apps every other week. And now we just started a secret Facebook group Ooh. for Patreon members only. So we'll see you there but we'll definitely see you next monday morning bye As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.